You're listening to the Frugal Spender Podcast, where we have conversations about the one thing you've always been told not to talk about, personal finance. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Frugal Spender Podcast. This is episode number nine, and this episode is on the subject of buy now, pay later. I'm going to warn you, there may be moments in this episode where I have a little rant, so uh, yeah, look out for those. So a couple of weeks ago, I was shopping on ASOS, as you do, and when I got to the checkout, I noticed something that has really got me thinking a fair bit ever since. It's something that concerns me as it becomes increasingly ingrained in the younger generation as the norm, and that is the absolute plethora of buy now, pay later options when making online purchases. After a bit of research, I found that, interestingly, it appears that the first modern-ish style payment plans began in the 1800s, when new technologies such as the sewing machine and even older ones like the piano or some heavy machinery became more accessible to the wider public. And as time progressed, more items became available on this system. Cars became available on credit, becoming the absolute norm of the middle class. And of course, credit card companies pumping billions into marketing, having normalized buying things without actually having the funds in your account, driving consumerism and materialism to the dizzy heights that they are today. Now, the most popular buy now, pay later schemes today would include things like Clearpay, Afterpay, Klarna, PayPal paying three and any other very long, difficult things to say that you will find on a Google search. Now, if you did go and have a look to see how many of these there were, you would quickly realise there are a lot. Now, the offerings typically range from paying in 30 days to paying in three or four instalments to months of 0% finance. And you can pretty much buy anything from a washing machine to a pizza from Uber Eats on them. Yes, you can do that. You, you can pay for a pizza in instalments. Now, the meteoric rise of these schemes could be in part attributed to the lockdowns during the height of the pandemic, when people were locked indoors and not much else to do but buy stuff online. Now, combine that with the uncertainty of employment at the time, these companies found a gap in the market of people wanting to get something instantly without handing over their hard-earned cash right away. And data from TSB in 2021 showed that a 59% increase in the use of buy now, pay later schemes from 2020, which I'm sure you will agree is rather significant. And it definitely highlights the change in consumer behaviour and is the reason I want to talk about this subject. Like any good story nowadays, this one starts with TikTok. So a few days ago, I put out a video to alert people about the biggest provider in the buy now, pay later space, Klarna. And I wanted to get the word out that as of the 1st of June 2022, Klarna are going to be reporting to credit reference agencies, meaning that once this data sets in, using these services will be affecting your credit score. And at this stage, it's unclear as to how big of an impact that will have, either negatively or positively on your score. However, I do have my suspicions. So the video I put out there had a mixed bag of responses, and I wanted to address some of the more concerning ones in this episode. And I think the majority of people took my points about buy now, pay later on board, and hopefully they'll take it into consideration with their future spending habits. However, it became very evident very quickly that there are some very passionate buy now, pay later users out there. And some of them I could only describe as self-proclaimed ambassadors to companies like Klarna. Okay, so what I want to do is give you my opinion on some of the important points to be aware of 
when it comes to buy now, pay later. Firstly, many people just do not realise what they're signing up for. A series of interviews was conducted by Wix Reviews with buy now, pay later users and they found some disturbing results. The consumer body found that a large proportion saw it as a money management tool as opposed to what it really is, a loan. Now, despite it being a type of credit, companies that offer buy now, pay later services are not bound by the same checks that credit cards and personal loans are. The lack of understanding combined with ease of access are both reasons why the industry is booming and why it's causing some alarm. And this research also suggests that the ease of which customers are actually able to take advantage of these offers in part led to the misapprehension that buy now, pay later was not offering credit. But let's just clear one thing up here. Buy now, pay later is debt. Secondly, and right off the back of the first point, buy now, pay later seems to play a very heavy role in human emotion, and it appears to be affecting their desired audience. Now, the main consumers of buy now, pay later are both millennials and Gen Z generations. And the thing that terrifies me the most about this is that it is very rapidly becoming part of how we transact in an ever-growing digital world that's only going to increase. When you buy something and the money doesn't leave your bank account straight away, it feels like free money because you haven't actually lost anything to gain something else. You are more likely to continue doing it again and again. By kicking the can down the road and paying in a month, it's going to influence how you purchase things. And it's not going to be positively. Well, not for you anyway. Thirdly, you're going to spend more money when you choose to buy with buy now, pay later schemes when you make purchases online. And I'll read you a paragraph from Klarna's actual website, one that's available for anybody to read on their site. And I urge you to go and have a look at it. The headline of this article is 10 Reasons Your Business Shouldn't Snooze on Buy Now, Pay Later Solutions. And they go in pretty hard with reason one. So they go on to say, and I quote, Reason one, buy now, pay later leads to bigger checkouts. Retailers who offer buy now, pay later options at checkout, both online and in store, see an increase in average order value, AOV, of around 45%. Consumers crave the flexibility to pay in a more convenient way and so take advantage of the change. Meanwhile, retailers get paid upfront and in full. That's a win-win-win, end quote. Now, if I'm reading this correctly and objectively, which I hope I am, they are describing a consumer spending of 45% more because they crave not paying right this second as a win. It is definitely not how I would describe it, and it sounds very much to me like exploitation. But what do I know? Anything that causes somebody to spend more money unnecessarily amidst a cost of living crisis sounds like a bad thing to me. And another point that was mentioned a fair bit in the comment section of the video, that is, and I quote, easier to spread the payments across a few weeks or months. And I find this rationalization genuinely the most interesting because of course it feels easier paying less or even doing less for that matter. We as humans want to do the least amount possible to get the most in return. Many people just want to sit at home in their underwear watching Netflix with a glass of wine in their hand because it's the easy thing to do but it's not going to pay the bills. And this argument wasn't even generally held by somebody who felt they needed to use the service due to lack of money. They were arguing that even if they had the money in their account to buy these things, you should still spread the payment because it is, quote, easier. All I'm going to say about this argument is that I believe strongly that if you have the money in the bank to buy something you need or want, you should use that. It will enforce good money management habits. And as a result, you shouldn't ever really ever need to rely on these services 
or any other debt for that matter. And the fifth and final point that I'm going to make about this is that people are now relying on these services as their emergency fund. To some people, they are essentially a new credit card, except the application process is much quicker and easier to go through. There are no hard searches, and with some of them, there's absolutely no checks at all. For somebody like me who has been in debt and maxed out their credit card, which is the only thing that prevented me from spending any more, the fact that I could have used these services to rack up more debt is terrifying. You can even borrow from many of these companies at once, and nobody knows what you're borrowing from who, meaning that they have absolutely no idea whether you can actually afford to repay this or not. Buy now, pay later schemes are not regulated by the FCA like credit card companies and other lenders, so essentially it's just the Wild West. It seems that more and more people are relying on services like this to do things like fix their cars when they break down or in some extreme cases that I've had people telling me they're using this to buy food from supermarkets because they have no other choice. If you're listening to this and you are in fact in a situation where you need to use buy now pay later to buy groceries or bare essentials, please reach out to me and I'll do everything I can to help you free of charge. Okay, so in the spirit of not being one-sided, I can understand why people who are intentional about their use could be entirely safe using these services. And the strongest argument for these schemes, in my opinion, is that many people are using it to buy multiple clothes at once to try them on before fully committing to buying them. The fact that nothing leaves their account for potentially 30 days means they can return any items at no cost to themselves with the actual buy-now-pay-later companies bearing the risk. That being said, I still think because we're human, we are less likely to send these items back and we're certainly more likely to spend more money than we would have done had we not used the services in the first place. And trust me, these companies know that. They've done their consumer behaviour homework. And if you think you're the outlier and this doesn't apply to you, just remember that's what everybody says. You can't all be right. And the other semi-positive for these companies, I guess, is that it seems to be quite rare that people are getting slapped with fines for late payment or being charged interest. But before you think they're doing this out of the goodness of their hearts, remember that they are getting paid substantial amounts of money from the companies you buy from. So there are no incentives for them to punish the consumer, i.e. you, because their bank balances look pretty sweet regardless. Note, though, that doesn't mean that you just can get away with not paying your balance because the majority of them will just send it to debt collectors and then you're in all sorts of issues. Okay, so all of these companies may not be out there to make everybody's life worse on purpose and they're just filling a gap in the market at the end of the day, one that was previously filled by store cards and instalment plans from catalogues. But the downsides for me very heavily outweigh the upsides. I really do think that there are some people out there who will have racked up multiple of these debts and are going to be struggling. People need to learn about these dangers and I think as Klarna will be reporting to credit reference agencies, the others will soon follow suit and eventually this market will have to be regulated. In the meantime though, please be careful if you use these services. It's always going to be better to self-insure by building up an emergency fund and just buying things outright with the money in your bank. If you haven't got the money yet, save up. It seems like such an old school, old man approach to things these days, but trust me, it's the best thing to do. Remember, debt equals risk. I know exactly what it's like to be in debt, and now I know what it's like to be debt-free, and I can assure you that the latter helps me sleep much better at night. So hopefully I didn't sound too riled up in this episode, but you know what? I know what it feels like to be in a really shit financial situation, and I don't want to see other people actively taking steps to get themselves into difficulty. 
especially when they have been warned of the dangers. Please get hold of me or leave any messages on my social media on any positive or negative experiences you've had with buy now, pay later schemes and your thoughts on how this may change the landscape of online purchasing going forward. Thank you very much for listening once again. Please do leave your thoughts on the podcast on whichever app you're listening to. And if you really want to support me, leave a five star review. Excitingly, next week is going to be my first actual guest and we're going to be discussing managing money in relationships. So be sure not to miss it. I'll speak to you next week. Peace.